From Women's Health Australia, this is Uninterrupted, a podcast where we share honest and inspiring conversations so you can live a healthier, more empowered life. I'm Editor-in-Chief Lisa Gebelagen. Nice ribs. Transition the power. Heel to the upper body. Let's go. Pass the line. Yes, ribs. Level 1,000, girl. Yeah. That's the way. <laughs> That, my friends, is the sound of Rebel Wilson flipping a tyre across a car park during a training session with her PT, Jono Castano. So it's been a couple of years now since Rebel Wilson finished up her year of health, overhauling her lifestyle and making changes that have had a lasting positive effect on both her physical and mental health. Now, if you're listening and you've done the odd 12-week challenge in the past and then found yourself immediately slipping back into your old habits once the last session was over, you're probably curious about how Rebel has stayed so consistent over the past few years. Well, today we have someone who can answer part of that question for you. Jono, the man you heard in the clip earlier, is the founder of Acero Gym and a celebrity trainer who has not only worked with Rebel, but with Rita Ora and Sir Richard Branson. In this episode, you'll get to know a little bit about Jono himself, his approach to fitness and nutrition, plus his tips for helping you find your own lasting transformation. But before we start digging into all his trade secrets, let's get to know Jono first. Here's how he got his start in the PT biz. It's quite interesting my personal training history. Like, it was uh, two options in life that I could have went. Um, there was an option of um, joining the police force because I wanted to join the riot squad. You know, I was fit. It was saying that was I was like, hey, this will be fun. Um, so I had um, I had my last interview, which is you know the traditional step of a police officer. You have your interview at Goldman. And then I got an offer from Virgin Active, which is um, based out in Zetland. So, you know, it's like, do I join, do I be a personal trainer or do I continue my path of being a police officer? And I was like, you know, I just kind of, you know, felt that PT was my calling. I really enjoyed working with people. I was doing some stuff on the side as well. So I really enjoyed that side of it. And I was like, hey, I've got to be a PT. And then I joined um, Virgin Active, which is a massive, um, you know, uh, brand as well and it's quite funny because obviously you saw me training Richard Branson as well which was like a full circle moment for me because you know starting off from the bottom of working at Virgin Active to you know working with the the high top Richard Sir Richard Branson was an incredible feeling um uh, after that I just um kind of bounced around from gym to gym I went to Fitness First for people that don't know what Fitness First is um it's more like a you you franchise your business within Fitness First, so you're kind of running your own show in there, which I mean teach you teaches you the fundamentals on how important it is to you know bring in leads, um, how to exp- express yourself in terms of marketing. You know, there's so many things that you need to learn about before you actually create your own business. So um, I think that was super important in terms of my pivotal moment of growing to building my own gym over here at Acero and learning the fundamentals of um, being an entrepreneur and stuff. So yeah, it's been an awesome journey and um, I'm super proud I took that path. So it also sounds like when you were weighing up your two career paths, PT or police officer, you're already quite fit. Did you grow up quite sporty or yeah. you just into the gym? Yeah, so... No, no. So um, basically, I, you know, grow, so I, I migrated to Australia with my parents when I was uh, seven. 
Um, and then as soon as I got to Australia, I started playing soccer, football um, out in a mascot. And I just, I just loved, I loved the whole thing. I, I wanted to be a professional soccer player, which I achieved it, which was a great tick for me oh, in, in my life. In my life, yeah, I Who did, did actually. You play yeah, for? I got to, um, it depends on which country. You know, I managed to travel to Singapore, Indonesia, Belgium. You know, I went back to Colombia as well, where I was born. So I managed to kind of really live that lifestyle which i really enjoyed as well there's so much traveling you meet so many amazing people and, and doing what you do every single day is great as well so that kind of led me to the you know the health and wellness um space because i enjoyed being fit i love working with people um you know when you talk about being a professional footballer you train every single day you, you learn so much as well from your trainers and I kind of applied that to my to myself and that is you know you've trained you've trained with before and, and <laughs> I've have. got that same kind of stuff I've got that same style of a trainer wants to get results you know and I want to make sure that every session counts mm, that's really interesting I had no idea about your sporty background yeah you learn something new every day <laughs> yeah I mean that makes sense because I feel like as you mentioned, we have trained together before and my God, those <laughs> sessions are great, really challenging, really pushes you to beyond what you think you're capable of within that session. And I feel like that's a very similar mentality that you would have in sports as well. Yeah, correct. Yeah, 100%. And that's, um, for me, that's a great mentality to have as a trainer because, you know, we want to get results. You know, that is what that is the reason why clients come to see us, you know, especially, you know, when people want to, transform um, their bodies or people want to get results if it's uh, aesthetically if it's a you know sports driven you know you want to jump higher be faster whatever it is you know it needs to be applied like that you know so I think that's uh, super important for any personal trainer that is listening to this I'd advise you know really um, master your your um, your what you really want to focus on you know if it's uh, more of a sports type of training if it's more of a you want to be a transformation trainer, really kind of perfect your craft and really smash that out. I think that kind of showcase through what you put up, the content you put up and the energy that you show out there. So how would you describe your own personal approach to your own training and then your approach to training clients? Yeah, for, for me, my, my training is, I like to just train because it's kind of my exit in terms of um, my stress, because I, I, you know, everyone stresses out every single day. Uh, I've got so much things in my head, you know, like I've, I'm running my business now. There's so much, I'm dealing with 17 trainers now. There's a lot that goes into my head. So when I, I use training for my escape of like, hey, this is my hour, this is time for me, and this is going to really benefit me to, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the benefits of training, right? You know, mental clarity, more energy, you know, you think clearer. There's so many benefits, and that, I use that for that. So that's my go-to for training. In terms of for my clients, the type of training that I guess I like to kind of focus on is, you know, the balance. We find the balance of what suits each individual. You know, and I think that's what people really uh, struggle to to understand. You know, they go on these crazy diets, and that's definitely not the trainer that I am. I encourage a balance. I encourage you to go out with your friends and. Um, I really encourage you to suit, to find time for yourself, you know, and if you don't, if, if there's one day that you don't train, then that's okay as well, you know, so you just got to find that balance. And for me as a trainer, that's what I 
absolutely preach every single time. As you know, you know, if you have a whiskey there behind you on the little artwork you got there, like, <laughs> yeah. that's fine with me. Go for it. <laughs> but yeah. Those are the two approaches, myself and for my clients. Yes, for those listening, um, I am sitting in front of a picture frame of whiskey, an illustration of whiskey, but I mentioned to Jono, it's right next to a pair of boxing gloves that you can't quite see. (laughs) All about balance. That that is a balance right there. Um, It's interesting that you mentioned that because I think the word transformation has become a bit loaded, not so much for men, but I think for women, um, especially in our audience, because I think it's had such negative connotations and associated with extreme dieting. But your approach is not like that at all, because there are going to be people listening here who have seen what you've done with someone like Rita and would love to know like how... If it's not an extreme approach, like how do you make sure that you implement these changes so that you can live a healthier life? And if weight loss happens, like that's like an add-on. It's not like necessarily the main goal as such. Correct, yeah, because, you know, uh, as I always say, you know, you're really going to enjoy the journey, you know, and if you're really, you know, you're doing these crazy diets, for me, for me personally, that's not, that's not an enjoyable journey. So what I love to teach is really understanding the values of food into a lot of us under eight, um, which is a dangerous thing to do, actually really slows down metabolism. So what I love to teach individual, you know, for people that follow me, for all my clients is, you know, working out your macronutrients, especially say, for example, you want to lose 20% every single week. So you type in your age, your height, your weight, you can Google it. If it fits your macronutrients calculator, you know, you can set it. If you're an active person, if you're an average, if you're not active at all, and then it will kind of give you an X amount of calories that you need to be having a day, how much protein, how much fats, how much carbohydrates every single day. And for me, after that is you use a MyFitnessPal calculator, you type in your exact information, and then you just play around with food. You know, you kind of, if you want to have a burger, you type it in there and it gives you, this is how much calories you have left. If you're going to have... Uh, a bottle of wine it gives you so you know you're still enjoying you're still enjoying the value of what you want to do and what you want to eat but you're working more towards a calculator and i think that's when you really understand the balance of that and you start to understand on like hey uh, 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 a hamburger has this much calories or ice cream has this much calories and this much sugar and you really kind of perfect that and understand that, I think that's the best way you're going to absolutely get results in a balanced approach, you know, because a lot of us, we don't, we kind of, we eat healthy, but we overeat as well. So if you're trying to lose weight at a 20% and you're intaking, you know, 3000 calories and you're still eating healthy, you're not going to be at a deficit. So you're not going to be losing weight. So being at a deficit, get that information, work with that information and really understand on why you're doing a transformation. I think that's so important as well. What is the purpose behind it, you know? So um, that's what I love to teach and that that's, gets amazing results as you've all seen it. And um, it's such a positive way to attack your journey. Um, I'm not sure if you've come across this with your own clients. For people who might not necessarily be into counting calories or they might have some, well, I don't know, they've had bad experience of counting calories in the past. Is there any way that you can still approach nutrition without having to do that? Yeah, for sure. I'd probably say eat to be satisfied, not full. Um, That's a key indicator in terms of like, hey, I'm full. 
this is done and I'm done, you know? A lot of us tend to, like we spoke about, we overeat. Sometimes as well, we confuse of being dehydrated to being hungry. So I think intaking, you know, your three, four liters of water a day is super, super important as well. So I think just taking those things on board would be, would take you a long way. Now, I reckon a lot of our listeners would love to know how you worked with Rebel. Could you give me an insight into what, say, a week of training was like when you first started working with her to what it was like, say, months on as her fitness and her health started to improve? Yeah, of course. I think it's, um, you know, like any any individual, not just Rebel. Um, I think when someone kind of, you know, comes with you with a goal, with wanting to make a change, you know, if it's a life change, if it's a temporary change or whatever it is, I think it's as a trainer, it is so important to listen, to listen to how they're feeling, what they what they want for results. Because a lot of us don't view, don't have to view results as aesthetically. A lot of us just want to be able to, you know, feel better. We want to be able to, you know, sleep better. It can be those small goals, but you know, it was great. It was like, you know, we started working together. And like, like with any client with me, I like to keep things basic, especially in, in the first four, one to four weeks, keep it super basic. You know, we talk about the squats, you know, we talk about those compound movements, super, super easy, nothing too complicated because that's the thing as well. A lot of us complicate the training and we don't need to. It's just about, hey, let's get the body moving. Let's burn some calories. And that, well, that's what it's about. And then, you know, the, the better you get, then you can start to complicate things where it's like you're working on the minute, you're trying to work at a, like, you know, max, max heart rate, you know, you're doing more sets or whatever it is. And then I think that's a, that's a great way to show progression in your training. That's what I love to do. You know, you know, we talk about the 12 week program that I love to do with my clients, you know, with Men's Health Australia, it's, it's, it starts off like that. You know, we, we focus on the basics, then we start to pick it up. And then, you know, towards the end, we start to work more on that hypertrophy, which a lot of, if, if people are listening and they don't know what hypertrophy, it's more, it's more like a, time and attention, more of a bodybuilding approach, which once again, it's super effective as well. We just got to get the body moving. Yeah. So I think that's the best way. That's the way that I worked with um, Rebs, Reeds, Rita, everyone that I work with, um, you know, imply the same, same approach. I think that's a really good reminder for people listening to, especially if they're just starting out or trying to get into a new fitness regimen where you need to start with the basics because if you jump in too far into the deep end, not only are you like more prone to injuries, but you also end up just being turned off because it's like way too much. Well, yeah, a hundred percent. The amount of, um, you know, the people that are, the amount of experience that I hear from, you know, clients with other trainers, you know, the first session they came in and they did these crazy stuff and, you know, either they got injured or it was too hard for them or they were, they left there thinking they're not good enough to be there. You know, I think that's the thing you've got to take on board as well. You know, you don't really want to kill someone's, you know, someone made the first step to get to the gym, which is a big, big step in, in anyone's, you know, like the amount of people that are here as well, they're so scared to get to the gym and, you know, you want to really make it welcoming, you know. So I think with any journey is, you know, start off slow. You know, there is so many beginner um, apps out there for fitness, for yoga, whatever it is, you know. So I think start off with the basics. Don't go too crazy because you're just going to get disappointed, you know. Or get yourself yeah. a personal trainer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Jono. <laughs> Can recommend. <laughs> so I do have a few rapid fire questions, which I thought would be fun to do with you. Awesome. I like, I like these. <laughs> okay, great. So the first thing that comes to mind, all right. Now, what's your fave exercise move? Front squats. 
Least favorite. Burpees. Burpees. <laughs> I thought that was like every personal trainer's favorite move to inflict on people. Nah. You reckon? I feel like, I don't know. I've never been a fan of that. I never see it like, I understand like it gets your, you know, it gets a high rate up, but in terms of like, you know, the reason behind it, like it's kind of like we drop, we drop down and it's like a jump, like I get it. I just don't really see the value in it. Like there's so many better moves out there, you know, so much more effective for the time. What's a better move then? If I was going to go better than a burpee, I'd probably go push up into a jump to hands into an explosive jump. If I was breaking down the movement even better. <laughs> and that's more effective. More effective and more painful. No, that's great. That's right. <laughs> um, what's your go-to breakfast? Uh, go uh, oats with protein. Mix it. Mix it. <laughs> what about your go-to dinner? If I was being healthy, I'd probably go with a nice steak and a Greek salad. If I was being unhealthy, I'd probably go a burger or a pizza. <laughs> the song that gets you moving. The song that gets me moving, Lose Yourself by Eminem. Such a classic. <laughs> Quite the classic. If you could swap places with anyone for one day, who would it be? Brad Pitt. Back in Troy days. Back in, Back Troy. in the Troy days. And why? <laughs> Just because it's Brad Pitt. Ah, oh, Jesus, nice. Brad Pitt is, you know, like a, it was a god. That he was a god in that movie. You know? He was. <laughs> but he's so he's very good looking. He was very very good looking. I must admit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to know what are the big plans for you and your gym in the next year or so. Well, I guess, you know, it's been a, a year and six months now since we opened up with Sarah. You know, we started off with four trainers. We've got uh, 17 trainers now, which is uh, amazing. We've got such a great community here that we've built here. And um, the plan for Sarah is, you know, we want to obviously expand into new locations, which is, you know, going to be great. Um, I think um, there's definitely such a key aspect missing in terms of like, you know, that boutique personal training one-on-one in the country. Um, we've also got like a apparel range that we've, we're working on. It's going to be launched yeah, early August, which is going to be amazing, which is going to replicate on the premium service, the community that we've built here. Uh, we've got an app coming out, which is once again, I think the app's going to be so, so good. And, and what the difference between our app is with, with, you know, so many of them is we, we focus on the trainers within a Sarah, you know, like we focus on, um, they basically get to create their own programs that they give to their following, to their clients. So each individual is able to express themselves a little bit more within the brand. So I think that's, you know, such a good thing for the trainers because a lot of trainers in Fitness First, a lot of other trainers, they all use external apps, which um, I think if we can, you know, help every single trainer really maximize themselves within the brand is super, super great. In terms of me, um, you know, I'll be going over to the States, into LA to mix it, mix it over there. And um, I'm going to be back and forth, you know, because as well, I focus on a lot of education here with the trainers. I'm starting to kind of create more of a mental role to people entering, entering the PT industry. So I love that. I think um, I'm, it's one of actually my passions to really help young trainers, you know, maximize themselves in the industry it is a tough industry so but it's been you know what it's it's been such a great journey and um it's one like i love being in the fitness industry i love helping individuals i love helping trainers and it's uh for me you know those two choices where i had to join the police force and join the fitness i'm so glad that i made 
that decision because you know it's 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 seriously I, I cannot express on how how happy I am yeah that's and I would have to say I reckon there are a lot of people out there who are happy that you made that choice because it sounds like you have made an impact on a lot of lives which is very cool exactly yeah for sure and that's um you know another thing with social media it's um really giving me that that um platform to be able to help so much more individuals out there who are lacking confidence uh, who don't know how to get results. And I think for me, that's one, once again, another thing that I'm really positive and, and grateful for. Now you've, you've given some great advice for people who might not be confident enough to get into a gym and start exercising. Mm-hmm. What other advice do you have for people who are starting a new fitness regimen who have tried and failed in the past and they're not sure why it hasn't worked but they really, really, really want to make a difference and change their lives. What, what would be your advice to them? I'll, I'll, first of all, I'd love to say to every, anyone that's failed, never treat it as a failure. Always treat it as a, as a learning, as a learning um, path in your life. You know? We never fail. We just get those um, things that we want to improve on. But for me, anyone that wants, that's failed before, once again, like we spoke about, um, maybe give yourself a personal trainer, uh, set smaller goals. I think if we're unrealistic with our goals, you know, we're always preparing to fail. Keep it short and sharp. Um, I think be open to trying so much more stuff, you know, like when you talk, when I say so much more stuff, I mean like different activities, you know, like it's not like training isn't just about getting yourself to the gym. Training is getting yourself outdoors. Training is, is um, you know, if it's say you're doing a yoga, Pilates class, keeping yourself more open to stuff. You know, just um, I'd probably say just, yeah, don't treat it as a failure, treat it as a learning curve. And I think, you know, be open to trying new things. Yeah, that's a really good piece of advice. That's something that I hear about a lot from people now is just, you know, you're just going to keep trying different things until you find the right things. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, it's a constant reminder, you know, and for the people listening on this, I wish, you know, if you have failed before, I hope this gets you up and, and lets you try again to say, to try something new. Nice. One thing I wanted to talk about too is that Acero has really great focus on recovery as well. So you have the infrared saunas in the change room. The first session I did with Jono, I could hardly move my neck. So then he got the massage <laughs> gun out and made, tried to loosen the, ma- the muscles in my back out so that we, we could, so that he could then kill me training. Just joking. He didn't kill me. <laughs> Still here. Um, but can you talk about the importance of recovery? Because that has really gained traction in the last few years as well. And it'd be great to talk about why recovery is so important and what are mm-hmm. some things that people could do. Well, yeah, no, recovery has definitely been a a thing that's kind of popped out there because, you know, we look at all these companies coming out there, you know, you talk about uh, it's a TheraBody, which, you know, have the legs, the boots. I don't know if if you've used them before. Um, I have a pair of Normatex at home. I love my Normatex. Yeah, once again, Normatex, another company which is amazing in that industry. But so all, all of them came out, you know, because it is such an important thing to train in because, you know, we kind of kill it. Well, we, we basically train our asses off at the mm. gym and then we're so sore and we just go home and we lay down and we start the day again when, you know, when you look at professional athletes, you know, they, they train they focus on stretching and recovery. So we're trying to be as much as we can as like them, but within ourselves where it's like, hey, I'm not going to be able to fit in an hour, two hours a day to get myself stretched, you know. So 
you know, these type of equipment, like, you know, we talk about the Theragun, which I use on yourself. It's a quick release. You know, we it's uh, relaxing the muscle tissue, especially after we, we put a lot of tension on it. Because when you do train, you're putting tension on the muscles, you're breaking down the muscle fibers, and you need to focus on either stretching, some type of recovery. If it's an Epsom salt bath, amazing, a lot of magnesium in there. There's so many things out there because at the end of the day, once, you know, you want to be able to train the next day. Because if you're focusing a goal when you're only training once a week, you know, you're, you're, you're basically not, your output isn't um, beating your intake, your input. So when we talk about weight loss, you know, you know energy in versus energy out, we want to be, make sure we're training every, you know, not every single day, but at least four, four to five days would be the, what, what would I advise to anyone. So tell me, what does a typical week of workouts and recovery look like for you? Uh, for myself, a typical week of training looks like, you know, Monday, um, I train five times a week and take two days off. More of a, the two days off is more of like a walk outdoors or it's uh, do a swim or whatever it is, um, a little bit less impact. So from Monday to Friday, I, fo- I follow myself more of a hypertrophy approach, which is a bodybuilding. So, you know, your traditional, it's like chest, back, legs, arms, and then core on Friday. But, um, you know, if I, you know, if I was speaking to anyone, like I don't want to demotivate anyone in terms of like how many days I train myself, that suits me, that suits my lifestyle. So if that suits you, amazing. If it doesn't, one day is enough, you know, get yourself out there walking on the other rest of the days, get yourself doing those type of active, uh, active activities. Yeah, this is the key thing. It's it's personal, right? And this is why I love these conversations. It's because I get to speak to people like you and hear about how you train clients. And then it's good to see maybe it could apply, apply to me. Maybe it could apply to someone who's listening. Exactly. I, I totally agree 100%. And that's why I love, you know, um, jumping on these podcasts because if I can change one person's life, like listening to this and hey, job done. So I'm excited for your power range coming out. The socks that I've got from you, um, <laughs> my husband has stolen. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how much else he steals from me. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad. I'm going to have to give you some more. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Jonah. I was wondering if there was any last words of advice or cool tips that you would love to leave our listeners. Um, I'd probably say, I guess if I was just to leave this, I'd probably say, uh, always believe in yourself. You know, it's, um, a thing that we kind of lack to do every single day. And we're, you know, if we believe in ourselves every single day, I think the things we can achieve on the daily are going to be so, so much more than, you know, I think for us, we should wake up and really say three great things about ourselves. And that's a a key thing that if you you write them down or you say it out loud when you wake up, I think that's so important. Just believe, believe in whatever you do, um, believe in your work, believe in anything you're doing that day. That makes me think when you first started out as a PT, did you ever imagine yourself to be in the situation you're in now? Yeah, for sure. I had, I had a clear vision. I believed in um, being a little bit different and pushing myself in terms of that side of that comfort zone. You know, it's um, even opening up a bit your own business, believing, you know, it's uh, you have to believe in yourself in whatever you put out there and whatever you're tackling, because if you don't, then you're going to do it half-hearted, you're going to fail or you're not even going to do it at all and you're going to do something else. So I think believe in whatever you're doing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jono. 
Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And um, thank you for the listeners. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope to, you know, even maybe meet one of you one day as well. This episode of Uninterrupted was hosted and produced by me, Lisa Gabilagan. For more from us, pick up a copy of the latest issue of Women's Health with Brooke Blurton on the cover, find it on newsstands or online via Zinio and Apple News Plus, and visit us at womenshealth.com.au. Until next time.